0: Coming up on today's show, rich guys are arguing about video games again, Cyberpunk 2077 announces their new expansion, and there's new Pokemon details. Welcome back to the What's Good Game podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm one of your hosts, Rihanna Manuel-Pena, and I am joined by the perfectly clocked Andrea Renee. Oh,
1: why? Thank you. What's good, Re?
0: I was gonna say the same about you, TBH. Oh, well, thank you. There are reasons for the fro today (laughs) that we can get into, and also the amazingly dressed Brittany Braunbacher.
2: Oh, I'm glad you like my Dragon Ball Z tank top. You know what I mean? It's just (laughs) in honor of your time
0: with Fortnite.
2: You were the best, Re. Thanks to you, I got a few Kamehamehas. (laughs) Always in your, I'm dead dead indebted to you. I love how you made that sound German.
0: There's a thumbnail yes, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. And thank you for that introduction, Rihanna. We want to also thank this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Faris Atiyah, and Justin Foshi. Don't worry, I didn't forget you, Punctified. Thank you to one and thank you to all. We appreciate your support. Plus, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com what's good games, where you can select from a variety of ways to support our voices
2: in video games. Games. Or you can also leave a podcast review. Right, Brit? Yeah, like Super Mario 64 Galaxy did. Who said, I love your podcast. My kid do as well. It's the best gaming podcast ever. Hell yeah. Wow. That's so nice. I just High imagine pace. this family sitting around, gathering around their little iPhones or whatever, and starting a What's Good game show. I mean, that's probably not what happens. You're probably weeding or something. I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> is that what you do in Great Britain? Do you weed?
0: Weed gardens? Um, like you mean like
2: pull weeds? Yeah. Yeah, weeding, <laughs> I mean, weeding, yeah. sure, why not? Being dapper as fuck. So, I imagine someone in <laughs> Great Britain is doing. Tyler Tokes also left us a very kind review. Said, You know, they make me laugh out loud and they don't take things too seriously. To that, I say, Good, that's a good thing. We want to make people laugh. Exactly. Uh, do we seem composed? Does it seem like we've had an hour of troubleshooting? <laughs> 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 I mean
1: I was just gonna not mention That we had severe technical difficulties Leading up to the start of this episode hey, But you man. know it's out there now
2: That's How the sausage is made or whatever <laughs> I was telling
1: Ree while you were taking a quick break Before we restarted the podcast That we haven't had a derailment Like we did technically yeah. for quite some time So it's like you know we like the due. old days yeah. We were too Today's show is also brought to you by Me MeUndies, HelloFresh and Shopify But we'll tell you more about them later Let's jump into the news. Up first, Phantom Liberty is the new expansion coming for Cyberpunk 2077 and apparently the only expansion Mm -hmm. coming for Cyberpunk 2077. So this write up comes from Polygon fans of Cyberpunk 2077. I guess take a drink every time I say that were ecstatic following the release of the teaser trailer for Phantom Liberty, the long-awaited first expansion to the 2020 first-person action role-playing game that was announced back in April. So I guess technically this isn't like news that the expansion exists. We just got a teaser with some more details about it. And they confirmed that yes, it is going to be the only expansion for cyberpunk 2077. Mm. (sighs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't know if I'm like mad about that or I'm like, that's fine.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I think that's where I'm at. I'm excited to go back to cyberpunk. I enjoyed my time with it. I think I was very pregnant at the time. So it's kind of all a blur, but again, and I remember how things made me feel. And I remember it made me feel good. I liked being in that universe, exploring the different districts. I thought the quest writing was excellent. I liked the actors in it. The story took some weird twists and turns, but that's just the way it goes. And yeah, I mean, I'm excited for a reason to come back. But, you know, I I think, yeah, this is just one of those situations where you just kind of got to put out an expansion, call it good, and then keep it moving. Unfortunately, I think that this game has just had a a rough legacy. But all that said, despite the multiplayer being canceled that we were all looking forward to, despite the fact it was pulled from Sony's store, the fact that CDPR stock fell, it still sold 18 million copies, right? So, like, yeah. it's doing fine. But,
1: yeah. And according to their yearly revenues report that they published this week, their revenue was up year over year, even with all of the issues that they had. See? So, See? Good for them. People are buying it and excited and clearly, like, want more from the game. And, you know, I saw some people characterizing the announcement of there being only one expansion as this big dramatic thing when The Witcher 3 had two expansions. It's not like they put out like five or six major pieces of DLC. They put out two really meaty expansions, Excellent. and now Cyberpunk's expansions. just getting yeah. one. And so I'm like, that seems right for our new IP because they clearly need to focus on was coming next for The Witcher, which they confirmed is in development. The Witcher 4, you know, very colloquially we're <laughs> calling. And we don't know when that game is going to be released, but we know that they've already announced that they're partnering with Unreal Engine and Epic Games for the next installment in that franchise. And, of course, we've got the Netflix series, both for The Witcher and Cyberpunk Runners, which is out this week. Yeah. I have to say the, um, the trailers for that are... Bonkers.net. Dude,
2: Ooh. I watched the Not Safe for Work trailer, the Netflix Ooh. trailer. Oh, yeah. There's some nice, raunchy shit in that trailer. That's the concept. I did too. Yeah.
1: looks good. I mean, he, come on, listen. Except you see fun. a not safe for work tag and you're like, okay. oh, I got to click <laughs> on it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I, you know, I'm low key just saying this. So when Andrea looks at our YouTube search history, she won't be like, oh, what's Brittany looking at on our YouTube account?
1: <laughs>
2: but no, it looks really
1: good. It'll be like watched multiple times. Because oh, yeah. You and I both watched it. And they were like, wait a minute, what was happening? Pause, go. I did literally, yes. <laughs> I'm like, The Trigger, as an anime and animation studio, is known for their like bombastic, fast paced style. Mm-hmm. And this trailer is no exception. And it's a lot of like, wait, what did I just see? And you're like, frame by frame, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That got
2: really intense. <laughs> wow, there's people all over my body and they're naked. And it's from a first person yeah. perspective. But I mean, that's what you'd expect from a cyberpunk anime. Anything cyberpunk, like, it's a very adult themed video game. There's lots of. Lovely fun shenanigans you can get up to, but should only be taken under as an adult. But yeah, like this is you know, and I know I don't know if we talked about this. I can't remember shit anymore. But the fact that it's only coming to PS5, Xbox Series S, X, PC, and Stadia. I think mean, just things. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me that it would just come into those platforms. Obviously, you know the YouTube videos are out there in case you've forgotten the the clusterfuck, shall we call it, that were some of the older versions. It's broken. Yeah. 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 It's like, again, cyberpunk wasn't a failure, I think, as people who just followed it from the beginning, witnessed all the hype, and this might be part of the reason why some folks are mad about the one expansion, you know, we had promises of multiplayer, promises of this, this, that, the other, and things happen, and we don't need to kick that dead roach. (laughs) Haha, see what I did there? Witcher reference, the horse's name is Roach, for those of you who don't know.
1: Wait, but you also wanted to talk about the roach race footage, I do want to talk
2: about that, too. Yeah. Anyway. Or do you want to
1: talk about The Witcher 3?
2: I want to talk about everything. and let's just talk about Ro- the Roach Race. This is just a fun new thing that is being thrown into Cyberpunk. And it's like a little... Is it being thrown into Cyberpunk? Is that what's going on with it? Yeah, it's
1: coming in the uh, update.
2: Okay. I saw the footage and I just assumed it was like some iOS game. <laughs> I was like, that's ballsy <laughs> as hell. But no, it's Roach Race. So Roach is Geralt's horse. And you have a little Geralt following Roach who's trying to obviously escape from Geralt for whatever reason. Who knows? And it's a little runner game. And I think it just looks really cute. You, and I'm happy stupid things like this exist and he's like running on his front you know what it reminds me of is the horse prince game
1: so this is just a mini game inside the
0: world of night city so twenty seventy seven. honestly hey. I'm here for arcade cabinets inside first person games they're often great even the one in stardew valley is great
2: which one was Not that? a first
0: person game. Not a first person game, but still. Arcade yeah. cap Doesn't mean it can't be great though. Yeah. I and also it. I just yeah. want
2: to give props to CDPR2 for the support they have given Cyberpunk. With this 1.6 patch you do get new. I'm looking at a list here. You get new items from the anime, new weapons, new gigs. There's cross progression, Xbox Series S gets a performance mode patch. So they've done a lot to try to right their wrongs. And I know Andrea, you're talking about maybe someday trying to play this for the first time, but it sounds like this might be a good opportunity to do that if you can just find Yeah, out no. I'm
1: ready. Yeah, I just, I have it installed. If you remember, I bought it on like three different
0: platforms.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because we got codes yeah. from the team at CDPR. And then I was like, it was, I think I was playing it on Xbox. And I was like, it's like, Definitely broken. I cannot play it. Too broken. And then I was like, okay, let me buy it on PlayStation 5. Broken. Still broken. Couldn't play it. And then I was like, let me try it on Stadia. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Still broken. (laughs) Couldn't
2: play it. Um, Oh, man.
1: I was just on the struggle buzz. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a beat. Set this aside. They clearly have some work to do on their console port. But, you know, we don't need to rehash the fact that the PC versions did really well, and a lot of people were very happy. And since then, they've made huge strides in making the console versions much, much better. And from everything I've heard from people who've gone back to the console versions, they are Mm -hmm. excellent. And, you know, that's what you hope, you know, happens at launch. So... But the good news, I think, for their next release is that they have time to do the expansion and to get people back on board. And then they've changed engines for the the next thing in The Witcher. But they have finally revealed that The Witcher 3 next-gen version is coming Q4 2022. So I didn't actually see a story about this. I saw it buried in their financial report that there was a line that says the next generation consoles update for the witcher three is coming in q4 2022 and i'm like that seems cool like news that we should talk about they didn't give a date but you know that to me is exciting because i've been wanting to go back and finish those expansions i never played through both of those expansions and so good there is an argument to be made that blood and wine is maybe one of the best dlc expansions ever Mm -hmm. made for sure For sure. from what i've heard anyway because obviously haven't finished it myself (sighs) <sighs> Anywho, that's enough about CD Projekt Red. Let's move on to the next thing that Brittany is obsessed
2: with. Oh, strap in, oh, ladies. No. Andrea, just go to my full <laughs> shot. It's, it's, it's going to get real in the weeds here for probably the next 15 minutes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So mm-hmm. uh, this comes from Polygon. We got some Pokemon news. I don't know if this was, we knew this was coming or if Nintendo just pulled one of their tried and true like, yo, random ass fucking Wednesday. Here's some news about Pokemon. It's fine. right, anyways, this comes from Polygon, like I said. The Pokemon company and developer Game Freak released a new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet on Wednesday, highlighting the game's treasure hunting story and revealing a trio of new Pokemon. Alright, so I'm just not even going to read the rest of this because I'm just going to go into my Brit notes that I took as I dissected these trailers. So the idea, the TLDR of what you got from the this trailer is it is like three minutes long or something you are attending a school in the Paldea region and they have this thing called the treasure hunt which is considered like an independent study project and you can find treasure through three different quest lines which are all woven into your adventure So the first one, the first quest line, is face off against rebellious students on Starfield Street. And so the antagonist, or some of the antagonists in this game, is Team Star, Okay, a bunch of rebellious little shits from high school. And they say, we burn too bright to even look at directly. I'm like, come on, that's so cheesy and stupid, but whatever. Just try not to get caught up on the little details. So Team Star apparently consists of several squads, and each one of them has their own leader. And when you approach a Team Star base, you have to defeat enough of the Grunt's Pokemon. And then you'll be able to challenge their boss to a battle. So in this trailer, we saw... The waifu boss of Team Star's fire crew. Her name is Mela, and I would bone her, just throwing that out there. So there's that. Makes me wonder if there's going to be, how many of these bases are there going to be? Because that could be kind of a whole new road to go down where you have all these different new trainers to fight and bosses to fight, which is cool and be something kind of new to do. Wonderful. And then you have this bonkers ass, like, seek out the legendary Herba Mystica through the path of legend. So you'll help out an upperclassman and gifted cook named Arvin. And this poor sap, he just wants to find rare ingredients so he can make healthy recipes for Pokemon, which is, like, really wholesome, but okay, whatever. And so what you'll do is you're going to go find these here, the layers of what are called Titan Pokemon. And you're going to defeat them and nab their Herba Mystica. What is even happening? Like, is that, that, okay, that guy right there, cloth, this huge cloth thing like crab he looks like a crabby mated with Stonehenge. I don't know what's happening you defeat him you get an herb and I guess that's great okay cool you can go do that be an herbalist live your best <laughs> life and then you can take on gym leader so we're watching right now on YouTube Gita who I think is just fucking fabulous I love the characters so far they look so good and so different so this is your victory road and so what you'll do is you have to go to each gym and each gym apparently has what's called a gym test and so right now we're watching you have to seek out what are called sunflowers which are these little sunflower Pokemon, and you have to do this every time you approach a gym, and then and only then you'll be able to challenge the gym leader. Which is, you know, okay. Like, is that going to be fun, or is it just going to feel like an unnecessary mini quest that you have to do, or is it actually going to feel important to the story? Who could say? I'm not going to try to be too negative, Nancy. Before I actually wait, get is to that play. Pokemon's name truly woodoo It's. I think it, it no, <laughs> it's sudo voodoo, and he okay. See this is this is where it gets all fucked up. So that is sudo voodoo, and what you just saw was the grass gym leader Bracius, who looks like a corpse. By the way, I don't know how that man's alive. He looks like he's been dead for a very long time. He uses something called a Terra Jewel. And there it is, truly wudu. Yeah, I think I think that might just be a name he's giving it. I don't know if the name actually changes. So what you're seeing right, <laughs> also look at this tree
1: shaking his. Okay, little yeah. Mouth. So it's pseudo wudu.
2: I think the trainer is just giving it like a little pet name in that moment. I think it's supposed to be cute banter, but yo. So what he just did is use something called a terra jewel, and this is all new to this game, and it terrestrializes a Pokemon and turns them into huge like gemstones. And it's a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Andrew, exactly. I just sit here and I laugh. I'm like, what is even happening anymore? I don't know, but I can't get enough. I can't get enough. <laughs> uh, I can't get enough. Okay, so there we go. See, look, all there's your three starters. They're all being terrestrialized, whatever the fudge you're going to call it. And they turn into <laughs> big gems. It looks like something you could put a sterling silver chain around and wear it around your neck and woo, you got some bling. Like, I don't hey, know. Hey, it happening. sounds
0: like a good little spin off jewelry line. I'd buy. <laughs>
2: hey. hey. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, and it showed the gym thing. So, okay. Those are the three storylines and we've known about two of them but we finally just got the urban mystica one and that's you know that went a whole direction i didn't see coming but there it is okay so cool the other feature that they announced is the let's go feature and auto battles and essentially and i had to take this from the pokemon website itself you'll be walking around with your pokemon and you'll be like yo way coco go off with your bad self i'll see you in a minute i don't know you just send them on their own to go fight pokemon and find items it says the Pokemon you send out will independently pick up items in the area and even has auto battles with nearby Pokemon. And auto battles are a new way of battling that can be activated using the Let's Go feature. It'll send your Pokemon out to fight wild Pokemon and you don't need to like micromanage them or anything like that. So you just send them out in the field and it sounds like they'll grind, they'll collect items for you, they'll return to you at some point. It says you can do what you want while your Pokemon are engaging in auto battles. Stay by its side to watch over it or look for items nearby. Me, I'm just going to ditch their stupid ass. If they're smart enough to find their way home, cool, I'll see you at dinner. Otherwise, have fun being Pidgey food, you bitch. So
0: you're training a, a league of hoodlums to go beat up strangers <laughs> and bring Shit. you back their stuff?
2: Stuff is hard <laughs> in Palderry, and you just hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to start my own gang. Screw everyone else out there. Screw Team Star. Team Death Star. Let's go. Honestly, Hole. Pokemon
0: is a lot darker than people give it credit for.
2: Pokemon. Brian Shay and I had a conversation. Pokemon is dark. Pokemon out there will eat like souls of children. It's bad. It's messed up. Real talk. Anyway, so that's kind of the info we got. And then we got some shots of the different biomes, a whole bunch of shots of different world maps. And, like, honestly, I'm so sad because I'm so excited for this. And I- <laughs> 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 Why are you sad that you're excited? Andrea, you've been through this song and dance with me, baby girl, for five years now. You know. I ha- no, you know what? You're I'm right. I'm a sucker. Right. I'm hyped. as <clears throat> I'm so stoked. This game's going to come out. And I- I'm going to try to remain optimistic. I'm going to try to appreciate the new features that are being put forth. And that's what I'm gonna do. I just hope I don't get let down. That's what it comes down to. I don't wanna be let down, but it's fine. I'm gonna have a great time. I'm really looking forward to this. Honestly, from what we've seen, it does look promising and it does look good. I just have such a complicated history. With this franchise. I mean, like I said, most of the new characters, I think that their designs look fantastic, more diverse than anything I've seen in a while. And I want to bone most of them. I mean, that doesn't say much. I want to bone a lot of things in video games, but especially these Pokemon characters, you know, like, yo, like Professor Turo, I think is his name. Oh, he can get mm. it all day, every day. Let's go, Mr. Mr. Professor, sir.
0: New uh, husbando? But-
2: new husband. Oh, absolutely. Professor Turo. T-U-R-O. All right. Look him up. Yeah. So, OK, cool. Like lots of new interesting stuff. I can see why we're getting these these Drops of information periodically leading up to the release, which is in just a couple months. Because there's a lot of new features that are being brought into it. And it does make me hopeful that they're trying to expand on the tried and true formula. Obviously Arceus wasn't my favorite Pokemon game. I couldn't play it for more than maybe four or five hours before I just got so frustrated I had to shut it off. So I'm just hopeful that this is going to be a nice melding and step forward for the franchise, because as we've seen, this franchise moves like molasses. And I think maybe in 50 years, it'll be the Breath of the Wild-esque game we want it to be. And hopefully I'll still oh, be alive. Oh, 50? I'm such a salty bitch. You know, no wonder I never get review copies for this game ahead of time. <laughs> you know? They're always, Nintendo, bless their hearts, are always so sweet. And they always give me a code on release day, but try to get a code beforehand. Now I know why. It doesn't happen. It's okay. I'm just joking. I love everyone on Nintendo. But anyway, like, yeah. Cool. I'm excited. I don't know what other surprises. Also, there's a Pokemon that has wheels, but it uses its arms to move around. Did y'all see that in the trailer? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Let me find its name. I have its name written down, and I got really angry about it, and I shouldn't have gotten really (laughs) angry about it. It's called K-O-R-A-I-D-O-N. Paradon, okay, and so the idea is that you have these Pokemon that can go into vehicle mode, right? Vehicle mode, air glider mode, etc. They're and Transformers they, too now? Yeah, exactly. Yes, three. Yeah, they're Transformers. Like and wow. they went through the effort of designing this poor soul, this poor four-legged Pokemon with wheels, but to move around, he uses his arms. But his bro, Maridon, uses the wheels. So why did you give this sir defunct wheels if he has to just run everywhere? It doesn't make any sense. I lose sleep over it. Do you think that they're trying to be inclusive by including a disabled Pokemon? That would be the fucking best answer they could come up with. And then I would just shut up and be like, crydon, you're my new bestie. That would be great. But otherwise, it just seems like a really weird. My gut
1: says no, because I don't think. Oh, is that a serious uh, like question?
2: The... No, absolutely not. I don't think just being the... weird.
1: No, I don't think the philosophy in Japanese game developers is to think to include something like that. And that's not a dig, that's just like a I just honestly don't think it's part of their workflow when they're doing production design yeah. i would like it to be i just don't think it is that's like the first thing that came to mind for me was somebody in a in a wheelchair who uses their arms and not their
2: wheels. and i think that would be fantastic but from a ser- serious question no i don't no, absolutely i think it's just a weird pokemon design choice that just doesn't make a lot of sense unless there is some dialogue in there that lends itself to that I would be very happy and very surprised. But yeah, no, I think it's just one of those weird things that leaves you scratching your heads and you just accept it because it's Pokemon. Andrea, it's like the Death Strandy thing. Give me these weirdos with my two spoons. I'm going to double fist the weirdness into my mouth. That's exactly what this is.
1: Give me more weirdness. Ah, yes. All the weirdness. <sighs> uh, Brittany, what do you think about this Switch? I Ooh. really
2: like it. And I'm sad that I like it because I want it, but I don't need it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things I look at from afar and like, that looks real pretty. I love the scarlet, the violet, that matte color. It looks real, real mm-hmm. pretty. Mm-hmm. Even that Switch dock, the white with that splash of red and purple on it, like, it's real good. But what the fuck am I going to do with another Switch?
1: There is a new Nintendo Switch OLED that is retailing for three fifty nine ninety nine to be released on November 4th for... Pokemon Scarlet it's and nice. Violet, and of course, features Scarlet and Violet colors, as Brittany just described. Yep. And it's like, like you said, it's like, what am I going to do with another one? I mean, this isn't blowing my skirt up, but, you know, I had to get your thoughts.
0: No, I
2: want it, but, you know, it's just not a cheap thing to collect. <laughs> Different Switches. <laughs> no. It's not like it's controllers, not. which aren't even cheap themselves, but a little bit more like, okay, I could do that. Oh, no.
1: Well, and the Switch itself. Doesn't feel like it has enough design. And I think a lot of that is just because the OLED screen has such a small bezel Mm
2: -hmm. that
1: there's not really a lot of customization that they can do. I'd like to see like the back of it. I don't think the back has anything. I like the scarlet and violet colors on the Joy-Cons. I think that that's nice, but.
2: Yeah, it's know. hard. because like, what do you, how do you customize a Switch when the Switch is mostly, ju- so essentially you're paying for the Joy-Cons and the dock. Is yeah. What it is.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's
1: what it is. $360 plus tax for Joy-Cons on a dock.
2: And <laughs> the Switch itself, uh, you know, it's fine.
1: Make the dock buyable
0: well,
2: separate. You know. That'd be cool. Or that would it, uh, be cool a sticker (laughs) there's
1: a a lot of aftermarket skins that you can get for switch stuff we've covered them on the show before there's a lot of companies that do really great skins if that's what you're looking for but let's go ahead and give Brittany a break from her love hate relationship with her number one Faye, and talk about our next story but before we do that i want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by me undies
2: We've all heard of gut instinct, but have you ever heard of butt instinct? It's when your butt tells you it wants new undies. Listen to your butt. Love that. Luckily, we work with MeUndies, makers of the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. Make your booty and your whole body happy with items designed to make your life more comfortable. At least, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a little bit of a heat wave going on on the West Coast, specifically in your neck of the woods in California. And, you know, there are times when my air conditioner in my house doesn't like to cool off the top floor of my house, which sucks because that's where I sleep and where I work. So sometimes I like to rock around with the MeUndies boy shorts. They are so comfortable. They prevent that dreaded thigh chafage, and they're just breathable. So you don't feel like you're sweating in all the places that, hey, like it's natural to sweat there, but it's not always fun to sweat there. You know what I mean? How about that breathable fabric? I've said too much. TLDR, they're incredibly comfortable. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So you can let your skin also sing along like my butt of joy with undies, socks, and bralettes that feel as if they've been spun from silken clouds. Guaranteed to be the softest stuff you've ever felt in your life, their signature micromodal fabric is sustainable, breathable, and stretchy as heck. Available in sizes XS to 4XL, they have new colors and prints dropping weekly, so there's always something exciting to check out. Try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales, and early access to their newest stuff. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash WGG. That's MeUndies.com slash WGG.
0: It is definitely hot, and MeUndies definitely help. And I mentioned at the top of the show, I had a specific reason why my fro is out today. That has a lot to do with heat. Unfortunately, I and my lovely husband moved into our new house not long ago, a couple months ago, and we did not realize that the heat comes from the gas company and we needed an entirely different account from every other utility that we own. So we've been stealing Mm -hmm. heat, apparently, (laughs) which we'll now have to pay for, but they cut our heat off. So I don't have hot water. So I'm actually not as mad at the heat wave at the moment. <laughs> cuz I'm taking cold showers for the rest of the week until they can get a person out here.
2: Fair. Oh man. Oh yeah,
1: that's part of adulting that sucks. Having to set up the utilities and then having to pay the utilities and getting yeah. the electric bill. I am not excited to get my electric bill for this month cuz this month has been outrageous. It's almost like climate change is real. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you look amazing,
2: though. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah. Never would know. Thanks. I'm rolling with it. You could just like wear your fro
0: out all the time. You really could. I might. Maybe this is uh, the spark that ignites a change in me.
2: (laughs) I mean, seriously, the first thing I noticed when we sat down to record, I was like, you look amazing and embrace it because me with my uh, very white hair, I don't wash my hair for two days. Oh, it looks girl. It's like I poured oil all over my face. It's not good. It's very evident that I didn't shower. You can get away with that. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: I'm sneaking by. S- sneaky get. dirt is what she's saying. I'm sneaky <laughs> dirty.
2: Yes. No one will know.
0: No one will know. <laughs> you can't smell life. me through the TV screen.
2: Listen, you're married. Danny doesn't care anymore. It's fine.
0: Yeah. I already <laughs> locked it down. Now he has to deal with all my smells.
2: Exactly. <laughs> wow.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, true, though. That's like one of the joys of being in a committed relationship.
2: Just stopping
1: caring about personal <laughs> Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Listen, we got you in the bank. <laughs> Don't worry about it now.
1: Okay, uh, we got a little sidetracked. Let's get back on track and finish up this news block, shall yeah. we? <laughs> so, turns out, as we mentioned at the top of the show, rich men are arguing about video games again, as if it ever stops. <laughs> and... <laughs> This is about what's happening with PlayStation and Call of Duty and Xbox apparently not bringing the goods for Call of Duty. And then everybody on the Internet having thoughts and feelings about it. Uh. So according to GamesIndustry.biz, Xbox's Call of Duty offer was inadequate on many levels. So just a quick rewind. If y'all forgot... Xbox and Call of Duty used to be in an exclusive relationship Mm. where they would get the first 30 days of DLC content on Xbox's platform first, and then it would come to PlayStation and PC later. And then the tides Mm. turned and it's been a PlayStation and Call of Duty relationship for the last couple of years. And now, of course, Blizzard being acquired by Microsoft Gaming Kind of changes things a bit. I believe the agreement has got to be close to being up. I don't think that they actually say when the marketing deal that they did with PlayStation is up, but mm, I haven't I seen thought it. Thought it was around 2023, or maybe I'm confusing that with EA's Star Wars deal, which is up around now, which is why we're seeing a bazillion Star Wars games getting made. But that's neither here nor there. Oh wait, so, disclaimer. The story. Oh, so we're gonna I was gonna give the disclaimer when we talk about the Disney thing that's happening in a second. I will disclaimer in a second. Okay, this story GamesIndustry.biz. dot biz. Let me uh, let me just go through this real quick. So Microsoft has promised to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years beyond the current agreement between Activision and Sony according to Jim Ryan, their current CEO. In a statement provided to GameIndustry.biz, Ryan says that the offer was inadequate on many levels. So I think it's important to note that Jim Ryan is saying that Xbox's Call of Duty offer was inadequate. Convenient, right? The disagreement between the two companies follows Microsoft's offer to buy Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard in a deal worthy of nearly $69 billion. Uh, The deal is currently being scrutinized by competition (laughs) regulators with the UK regulator concerned over the possibility of Microsoft withholding or degrading Rating Activision Blizzard's content from consoles and subscription services. Now, last week, Xbox revealed that it had provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least, quote, several more years beyond Sony's existing contract. Xbox said that this offer goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. <sighs> so, of Course, Ryan then has to come out and say, I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum. Ooh. So this is
0: drama. Oh, he said, You brought the drama, so I brought the drama. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't start no stuff, won't be no stuff. Jim Ryan. <laughs> and,
1: and we have commented on this show that Jim Ryan is bad at public speaking. Why do they let him do? He he sticks his finger in the mud or his foot in his mouth, digs the hole, whatever euphemism you want to use, a lot. Like, he gets quoted as saying, confusing, head-scratching, like, why did you say this stuff all the time? And I get the idea that from a shareholder perspective and evaluation perspective— He has to set the record straight, as he says, because people who are invested in Sony and know that Sony has this deal with Call of Duty are like, wait a minute, is the deal going away? Is this going to devalue our brand? Is this going to devalue our futures? Blah, 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 right? But of course, Activision also, or excuse me, Activision Blizzard being part of this mega deal that Microsoft Gaming has done is also a concern on their side, not only from the regulation standpoint, as we mentioned in the story, but also, like, the people who are invested in shareholders in the Microsoft side are like, wait a minute, we just paid this crazy amount of cash for this deal that still isn't done yet. And Call of Duty is kind of a big freaking deal in that deal. <laughs> so it's like, what the heck is actually going on? Uh... It's basically, like, too big of a problem, I think, for most people. And most people are like, as you said, re rich white guys arguing about video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
0: At, at the end of the day, does it really affect us? That's that's my question. Like, we're gonna get the games, <laughs> they're gonna be cross play. Like, we're gonna probably get cross progression at this point since Call of Duty is already seeming to be on board with that movement of multiplayer and especially shooter genres. Like, does this really matter? Is my question.
2: No. Yeah, I mean that's it. Unless of course, you know, you are on a Playstation and then game doesn't cut like I think, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna not come to
1: PlayStation. Phil Spencer already confirmed that, yes, it's coming to PlayStation. The game is way too big for them to not. Look what they did with Minecraft. It's still available on all of the platforms. They didn't gatekeep Minecraft because they know it's too big to do that. The community's too large. Why would they do that? They're not gonna do that with Call of Duty either. And the idea that Jim Ryan is bringing Phil Spencer into this online drama is a little hysterical because Phil is not that guy, right? Like, he's never publicly behaved that way or made any comments indicating that they were going to shut Call of Duty away behind the walled garden that is Xbox Game Pass or PC Game Pass or whatever they're doing. They're just not doing that with a lot of their titles and Call of Duty has already, they've already said like, yeah, what no, we're not taking it off of PlayStation. Why would we do that?
2: So Jim Ryan here is saying they've only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony. So you t- you think that it's going to continue to come on PlayStation for forever and ever and ever, and that Jim Ryan is just saying this just to
0: scare start people, be dramatic, <laughs> dramatic?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: yes. Okay. I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. Interesting. And I know I know I got into a little trouble talking about how I thought they were going to do the same thing for Starfield and I truly did. And I still in my heart of hearts believe that after timed exclusivity Starfield will come to PlayStation eventually. I mean, whoever thought that we would see Sony first party games on PC, but here we are. And now apparently Death Stranding is in Xbox or is in PC Game Pass. So like anything is freaking possible. I don't think that it makes financial business sense for them to keep the number one video game in the world off of the number one video game platform for consoles in the world. Like, that seems...
2: Like a bad and call. It does, but this is such a specific statement, right? Because he's flat out saying, after this agreement, they only offered it for to remain on PlayStation for three more years. So do you think, like, there's some... I'm just really curious, because this, to me, feels pretty cut and dry. So you think there's just some, like, behind-the-scenes chatter going on? This is, like, an old agreement? Or do you think Xbox has yet to acquiesce to this? Like, what does what Andrea think's happening?
1: I think that the money is not where PlayStation wants it to be. As Jim Ryan said, it's inadequate. And Xbox is saying, we get to play hardball now because we have the right to play hardball. And you guys can either agree to our deal or not. And Jim Ryan doesn't want to look like the bad guy, of course, and so he's like, it's Xbox's fault they're the ones that's going to be withholding it because they didn't give us an, an adequate deal for, for the game. And I'm just like, can y'all just like calm the fuck down? You'll be fine. Everything will be fine. You'll work it out. But as Jim mentioned in this story, it's a private business deal. Like normally this type of stuff, like you said, we just, we don't hear about it. It doesn't get into the news because these kinds of negotiations happen every day mm-hmm. and they get contentious. You know, like they're tough. But I don't think that this deal is not going to get done. Is my like pretty strong gut feeling that I don't think that there's going to be a deal so sour that Call of Duty stops getting published on PlayStation platforms? Like that to me seems absolutely ludicrous. Can you imagine though? You- <laughs> no, I
2: can't. I literally can't. <laughs> oh, I mean, imagine. here's the thing though: with all these acquisitions, like it's it's going to be. I wish we could fast forward to about five years in the future and just kind of see what has changed and how the landscape has changed. Because of these acquisitions and everyone's acquiring, you know, these gigantic publishers and developers with these amazing IPs. Right now, we can't imagine that, but I think that could be the future though. It was just gonna take a few people to make those steps and to prove that it can be a worthwhile business model and then it happens. We'll see, we'll, we'll see. see. But- but either way, yeah, like I, this is just a fucking funny ass article. But I was like Jim Ryan, why do people let him talk? You know why do people let him do this? And I think what would have and Andrea is right. Like you know you have to you have to appear to be like oh, I'm the big big tough guy. I have to defend everything. What I would have loved to have seen from this, and again like I was approaching this from the angle that Jim Ryan was saying. You know they only want three years after the agreement, and then we're not going to have Call of Duty. It would have been refreshing to see something like, but with Bungie and Destiny, or maybe we can. I don't know use some sort of creativity make some fucking bomb ass shit excuse the swearing and compete but nothing really can compete with call of duty i don't know i'm just sick of it i'm just sick of the drama it's interesting and we have to talk about it but it's such a stupid thing at the end of the day it's just video games
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see if the roles were reversed because of the way Sony is controlling their IPs and their first-party games and the way Xbox is doing the same with theirs. I could see a future where it does get walled off, but that's just not the ethos of Xbox and how they're running their company. Like, we've seen them put... As Andrea mentioned, Minecraft on literally everything you could possibly get. We know Starfield is allegedly exclusive, but probably not forever. Like, there's definitely a difference in approach and where they want to engage with their customers and where they want to make money. Consoles is not the way that Xbox is primarily making their money anymore. So it doesn't make sense to wall it off or to restrict it to only people who have Xbox consoles. And I can't say the same for Sony in the past. They do seem to be making a turn and, you know, moving to releasing their IP on pc and embracing different streaming platforms now but that's only because they can't get enough consoles out the door so i honestly don't think as i said this will end up mattering at all in the long run at best it's probably one side trying to force the hand of the other into a better deal but the deal will still end up going through
2: mm-hmm. Ah, this video game industry man
1: <laughs>
0: drama <laughs>
2: hold
0: on to your butts
1: Ah, drama indeed. Speaking of money and how video games make them, (laughs) uh, in case you missed it, Mario Kart Tour, that game that apparently people are playing, has made Nintendo an estimated $293 million globally to become the company's second highest grossing mobile game of all time, according to data from the reliable App Store analytics company, Sensor Tower, across both the App Store and the Google Play Store, a little context, the highest grossing mobile game, of course, though, is the horny casino, (laughs) Fire Emblem Heroes, which has an estimated lifetime revenue of one billion dollars. Mario Kart Tour exceeds the revenue from Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and from uh, Dragalia Lost, both of which include Gasha Elements. So the story came out because there was news that Nintendo is removing the Gasha Elements from Mario Kart Tour and replacing them with rotating content that you can just buy instead of these randomized loot boxes, which, of course, you know, are nefariously terrible. And I want to just put it into context because no shame, $293 million, that's a lot of money. But the top grossing apps are making upwards of a billion dollars. So the number one grossing app, PUBG Mobile, at over $2 billion. Another game is Honor of Kings at 1.6. Genshin Impact at $1.3 billion. Pokemon Go still hanging in there with $904 million dollars. So there's, oh, and Roblox, of course, uh, is oh, is at a billion, is in the billion dollar club too. So there's lots of people making like a lot of money in mobile, which I feel like is a drum that I
2: beat all the time to be like,
1: you hate mobile, but it makes a lot of money. <laughs> can you
2: imagine? Like, um, Pokemon Go has made five billion in lifetime revenue in five years. Mm-hmm.
0: What? I can. I, I can absolutely imagine and believe that. I- buy
1: all those weird egg things At incubators man
2: they're legit they help those things yes, hatch that's it so worth it when you're walking <laughs> your loops and you got to hatch all your Pokemon's. <laughs> i
1: log into my pokemon go and i'm like why am i spending money on cosmetics for a game i do not play i, just, <laughs> I
2: think that's the bane of your existence i think you do I don't that.
1: yes it yes it is we're gonna talk about that in the next segment too because i'm back on my bullshit and then buying <sighs> silver for shit that i'm like oh, oh, we've all I'm done so things excited. we're not proud of <laughs> Anyway, let's finish off the news here because Elden Ring is getting an official manga. This
0: is
2: so fucking cool. I love this so much. Okay, so yeah, it's an official Elden Ring manga. This comes from IGN featuring characters such as Lania, Radon, and Melina. I got those two swapped. It's fine. But instead of following a deep and dark story, ladies, this comic is actually a comedy, which I just think when you think of Elden Ring, you don't
1: think of comedy. Of course it is.
2: Yeah, so it's available for free online in 12 languages, published from Software's parent company Katakawa. It follows Asiya, not sure how to say that incorrectly, but a wretched tarnished, the naked starting character from Elden Ring as he navigates the weird and wonderful world of the lands between. And here's the synopsis Asiya, a poor tarnished wretch, finds himself cast into Limgrave, naked, penniless. Thought they said (laughs) penisless. (laughs) Hope <laughs> hopeless maidenless. His only hope is his harsh, unforgiving new home is a mysterious woman named Melina. But with little but a loincloth between a Seo and certain death, he strikes out for the first stop on his quest, Stormville Castle. I just think this is great. I was reading some of the they have like a, some samples online. It looks funny. It looks like if you were to take a random person and throw them into the middle of Elden Ring with nothing but a loincloth what would their reaction be? So hey, I've heard a few people like Elden Ring, so you might like this little manga yourselves. Maybe, if you're one Maybe. of like the 10 people who actually played that game. I mean, come on. Just,
1: just 10, ten people, people. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just 10, that's right.
1: No, I think this is funny. I also like that someone finally put Sauron in Elden Ring as a mod, oh, apparently. Oh, makes sense. Uh, and I'm like, these are my interests overlapping. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll get back to the Lands Between and, and keep exploring, but for now. I'm back in the tower, baby. And on that note, let's take a quick break before we talk about what we've been playing. Stick with us, everybody. We'll be right back.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast we talk about what we've been playing and any preview events we've been to. But first, I want to let you know that this segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. So with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. And that's why, friends, it's America's number one meal kit. Now more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save some money. In fact, HelloFresh is 25% less expensive than takeout and is even cheaper than grocery shopping as well. Enjoy the freshest fall flavors. Every HelloFresh recipe includes ripe, just-picked produce that travels from the farm to your door in less than a week. Plus, HelloFresh isn't just for dinners. Shop HelloFresh Market for quick breakfast, wholesome snacks, and even desserts. You'll find everything you need to satisfy your cravings without stepping foot in the grocery store or a mini-mart. So one of our favorite meals ever at the demers Braunbacher household is the peppercorn steak. And let me tell you something. Jason's never really been someone who's been very excited about food. He has said in the past, and I quote, if I could just take a pill to sustain my life, I would. And I'm like, why would you do that when food is so delicious and tastes so wonderful? But there is a meal on HelloFresh. It's the peppercorn steak that he gets and if I even try to sneak a piece of steak away from him, he noticed and he gets very upset with me. And that's how good this meal is. So all I'm saying is if you have picky eaters in your household, I guarantee there is something there in HelloFresh's rotating menu that you can find that would make them very, very happy. So if you want to try to make your loved ones happy with food and try America's number one meal kit, go to HelloFresh.com slash What's Good 16 and use code What's Good 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes. And three free gifts. To make sure they know what's good game sent you, make sure you go to HelloFresh.com/slash what's good sixteen and use what's good sixteen for sixteen free meals across seven boxes and three gifts. This
1: episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by Shopify. Have you been thinking about taking your online business to the next level? Well, Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. (laughs) We love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Now, I'll admit, it was intimidating not knowing where to start. When looking at ways to sell products online, I mean, when you Google search, there's just so much to choose from. But Shopify made it super easy for our small business here at What's Good Games to get up and running in no time. And like ours, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales for easeability and gain insight as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Mm, You know me, I love a good data report. Shopify unlocks the opportunity for your business to get more people every day. In fact, every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash what's good, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify, that's dot com slash what's good, all lowercase, don't forget, right now. That's Shopify.com slash what's good.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast. This is where we burp and wear buffalo-flavored lip gloss, apparently. it burns.
2: I was considering, (laughs) like, literally wiping it off of my face because I don't think it's supposed to burn like this, but it burns. It looks good, but it burns. It looks
0: great. Like I said, it matches the shirt perfectly. It's really Mm -hmm. popping off.
2: You know, I'll just keep it for pain. You know, you can't look good and be comfortable at the same time. My grandma once told me, I was like, you know what, grandma, you're right. So I will endure the pain. Um, If you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, I have this Winky Lux Applebee's Saucy Gloss is what it's called. And I ordered all four flavors. This is be my honey pepper. I think this is make me. Oh, get me hot Buffalo. I have Mm. honey barbecue tea. Yeah, I got them all. This is the, the Buffalo one. And I put it on. And great, but it really burns, and it never used to burn, and so I don't think it's supposed to do that. I think there's Mm. some chemical warfare going on with my old, my lip stuff I had on before. But Oh, interaction? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I get up randomly during this next segment and come back with bleeding lips, you'll know why.
1: Well, let's hope that that does not
2: happen. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be bad.
1: All right, well, should we talk about some video games and cross our
2: fingers and hope for the best? Yeah, let's go for it. What could go wrong?
1: Wonderful. So... If y'all follow me on Twitter, you may have seen me post a little video about Assassin's Creed. Ubisoft Forward is happening this Saturday. We will cover it on the show next week. And they confirmed they will be talking about Assassin's Creed Mirage and the future of the Assassin's Creed franchise. And I got a sneak peek at it. Da, 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 da. But I can't talk about it yet. So I'll be able to talk about it on the show next week after the Ubisoft Forward. We right now don't have any plans to stream or co-stream the Ubisoft Forward because I'm going to be out of town. And if that changes, we'll let you know on Twitter. But We will definitely be covering all of the news. But yeah, Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's a game that's Tell happening. us
2: everything. I have thoughts
1: that I definitely cannot tell you about Oof. right now. So another big games thing that's happening this Friday, the day the podcast comes out, is the Disney Games Showcase boop, 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 boop. from D23. Take a shot, everybody. John Drake works for Disney. It's my husband. Everybody, yes, yeah, a shot.
0: Um, I'm definitely drinking wine out of my What's Good Games Defenders of Video Game City. Milk.
2: Absolutely you are.
0: I love it. We need to do an updated design and get you and your wonderful fro in there.
1: So, presumably, we're going to hear a lot about what's happening with games in the Disney universe, including Marvel Games, is what they announced online. Short King (laughs) Blessing ODA Jr. is hosting it. (laughs) Go, blessing, go. And don't go give blessing a hard time, okay? It was just a fun little joke between friends. Mm And we're not trying to perpetuate it. We're just very proud of him and very excited for this awesome opportunity that he's got a D twenty three. So that's happening Friday. So clearly can't cover it in this episode. We'll be covering that in next. There's week's another episode thing happening. Well.
2: RGG Studio is having a first look at a game. Wait, yeah, what? and I, it's gonna happen probably. It's gonna happen on West Coast time. I think at like one a.m. So it's it's happening at our time in like seven hours.
1: R- remind the folks at home who are just Ryogaku Duke
2: Studio. You might have known them from this little thing called Yakuza Lost Judgment. Judgment. Yakuza! All like, you know, just one of my favorite series ever. Yeah, that was something I meant to include in the case you missed it, but I forgot. So apologies, but I will also be talking about that next week. I have a feeling it's the sequel to Like a Dragon, which you've already gotten little snippets of. I'm so excited! I'm staying up till one AM, and I'm watching Ooh. this. I think though the broadcast is gonna be like an hour and a half long. I think it's mostly just like a studio oh. fun, like this is what we're doing, or like this is our studio, or, like, our studio. or our interviews with fun people. But they have promised a sneak peek at something. So Ooh,
1: sounds exciting! Exciting! So it sounds like next yep, week show. Next week show. Lots yep. of news, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But we have played some stuff for this week's show. Y'all maybe remember that we talked very briefly about the Destiny 2 showcase that happened during the week of Gamescom. It was a little busy news-wise that week. But that was also the start of the season of Plunder. All pirates, all the time in Destiny 2 right now. And I've missed it. And I'm so glad to be back. This new season and the promise of Lightfall, which is coming in February 2023, brought out the What's Good Guardians. And of as as uh, one Renjman mentioned, two full pages of active players in the tower when we were there recently, which is something we haven't seen for a while. Because like, admittedly, it's tough to stay on destiny it's a lot it's a lot of commitment a lot of content and there's no pause button as i discovered trying to play the opening mission of the season of pause button in destiny oh many many you sweet
0: summer child you should remember that
1: (laughs) i know i know even when you're playing by yourself doesn't matter there's no pausing the npcs are always going to come and just kill you (laughs) even if you think you're buzzed or not but Rihanna and I jumped on and played the other night, as I mentioned, with Ren, part of the, the What's Good Guardians clan. And shout out to everybody who's been tweeting to us and letting us know that they're back. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of you have asked, hey, does the clan still have space? And I will defer to my awesome admins, Drew and Ren, to, to kind of answer those questions. You can tweet to us and you can also send us messages. What's Good Guardians is the name of the clan on, on Bungie. And you can see if there's space or not. And if you are in the clan and you haven't been active, maybe now's the time to log in so we don't delete you. Oh. So we know that you want to keep playing. Because listen, if you haven't logged in for over a year, that kind of signals to us that like, hey, I've moved on with my life, right? Or sometimes you just have a child and you're like, I
2: don't want to (laughs) leave. Let me come back. Just log in. Show that you've been active. It hasn't been a
1: year, though. My gosh. Can you imagine a year? So Mm -hmm. Rihanna, tell me about your experience
0: getting back. To the bay that is Destiny 2. Well, I came in (laughs) to Destiny 2 once again and was informed that I needed to buy all of the expansions that I have missed. So I purchased, (laughs) what was it, I think? Mm, Oh, no. New (laughs) Light, The Witch Queen, and Season of Plunder. And then I went went ahead and pre-ordered New Light. So... Congratulations, you, you have all of my money, Benji. Good job. <laughs> and then, of course, we unfortunately discovered that there are a few skins for different classes. I play a warlock, and I, of course... Unfortunately discovered. Unfortunately. And I, of course, had to buy all of the ones that were the shiniest, because I play an narc warlock, and they have to look shiny. So, congratulations, you have about $50 worth of silver for me, too. So, good job. You did it. But... All of the purchases aside, my time coming back to Destiny 2 has been a bit of a mixed bag. So I absolutely cannot understand what I'm supposed to do. And I think that is just a common theme with our time with Destiny 2, especially just because there is so much content in this game. Like if you were to come in and buy even like one or two of the expansions or maybe even just the base game, There are hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of gameplay for you to experience, which is one of the beautiful things about Destiny 2. And all of it is good. The music is still great. The gunplay is still great. All of the skins are still so attractive that I have to spend money on them. (laughs) And I cannot say that I didn't miss it. However, it has been hard. It's been really hard getting back. So as I mentioned, I purchased the Witch Queen. And I needed the help of many people to understand what that means. So shout out to, as you said, Regimen and also Caravate and O'Kayla for running me through the first few missions of Witch Queen. Thank you so much. We did on Legendary and it was great. However, it's so hard to figure out where you're supposed to go. So if you haven't touched Destiny in a a little over a year like Andrea and I, you're going to want to become best friends with your quest tab. It will help you figure out what you're supposed to do. And the things that you need to do in order of the different expansions are top to bottom on your left hand quest menu. Without getting too far into the weeds, that's probably as much as I can help you with. Obviously, DM the clan. I was like, that's, al- that's already in like, the weeds. I was like, we're talking about where in the HUD, the menu access. It's, it's hard. I mean, it, and it's a huge challenge. And, you know, shout out to Bungie. I know they're doing their best and they've made many, many updates to the user interface and trying to, add quality of life improvements and making it easier tutorials like systems for people to get into the game later but it is just a lot and Mm -hmm. it's very easy to miss like for instance as you mentioned season of plunder the newest season if you don't go to the helm and then open the treasure box that's actually in the spaceship then you will miss all of the free updates like all of the free guns and gear that you could get that's automatically at the base level so you could have missed your thunderlord. that's at 1540 that's very what? in the weeds if you don't know what I'm talking about, but it is important <laughs> if you do. Thunder, <laughs> it regard. is thunder lord
1: it's a very fancy machine mm-hmm. gun that's an exotic weapon that is a lightning gun so it's an arc mm-hmm. weapon it basically like chains lightning between the enemies Great. that you hit exactly
0: it. and it eats bosses it's, it's it fun. is incredible but it is super easy to miss and there's lots of examples of that so i will say if you are looking to get back into destiny 2 if you're preparing to come in for this new you know like neon cyberpunk looking world that is coming with new light like It is exciting, but get help. Like, find help. Find a clan, find a guide. Like, you really will want to make sure that you're investigating and researching before you start playing because you could easily lose hours and hours with zero progress to this game if that's what's important to you. Now, if you're not ever looking at doing in game content, if you're not concerned with getting raid ready, or even for Crucible or Iron Banner, which is available right now. Don't worry about it. Just shoot random things and be happy with it. That's fine, too. But if you want to play at a competitive level in PvP or PvE, look up some help. It's mm. going to be in- incredibly useful for you because you don't want to waste your time.
2: So what's the fix?
0: Friends. Clans. Guides. What's walkthroughs. The, what's the
1: fix for, like, new people? new people being able to, like, on board into yeah, Destiny. Yeah, well, I don't know if there mm-hmm. is a fix cuz I think now they're no longer first person shooter RPG. They are full blown yeah. MMO. Like and it's been an MMO for a while. I mean Luke Smith talks frequently about his history working at Blizzard and working on WoW and his love of WoW and I mean, I think the design philosophy has been at Bungie for a while that Destiny is an MMO RPG FPS. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, so a multi, a massively multiplayer online world that's a role-playing game and also a first-person shooter. And I have to say, they're crushing all of it. And it's been a long time coming, but I haven't been This excited about playing a game in a while. And I turned it on and I immediately did a mission and, like, just fell into step and remembered just the silky smooth gunplay that Destiny has. If you like shooters at all and you've never played Destiny, boy, are you doing yourself a disservice? Because the game is just, honestly, probably one of the top three shooters ever made. Like, they just, Bungie as a studio just knows first-person shooters. Clearly, they (laughs) made Halo, right? And they're just so good, and it feels so smooth and... They've just taken away so many of the pain points that we used to have, like my shaders. It took years, but now I can mass apply my shader to all of my gear all at one time in this new customization menu that they've created. And it makes me really happy. Very excited about it. Um, And they just have done so much. I mean, from the cosmetics to the emotes to the quest guides to Sherpaine, and then the raid. There's so much raid content that I also haven't seen and there's just so much to play here and as rihanna said like none of it's bad obviously there's some content that i think is more successful than others and stuff i just like better but none of it is bad and none of it's broken okay that could maybe be argued by some of the destiny hardcores about like what's broken and what's not because the meta and the balancing of, of weapons and armor is always changing and is always going to change particularly with the pvp elements of the game. But Purely from a co-op perspective where you're playing the PVE stuff, it's just so much fun and there's so much to do and to see. Does it still have some of that grind that I'm like, really, do I have to like go shoot this many people with a sidearm to collect a bounty? Do I have to oh, run yeah. the strikes this many times? Yeah, that stuff still exists. But again, that's MMO, right? That That's part of that MMO lifestyle. And I think if you come into Destiny thinking, hey, I'm getting into an MMO, I think that'll really set your expectations right for the type of gameplay loop you're going to do. Absolutely.
0: Expect. Quick correction. I keep calling it New Light. It's Lightfall. I keep getting the light things mixed yeah. up. One thing I will say I would really appreciate if Bungie could work one. And Bungie, for me to you. Love you. Like you're doing great, kids. Please, please, please let me make preset loadouts so that I can switch from PvE to Crucible to Iron Banner without going back into my vault and switching out every single gun that I've ever had. It's so time consuming. I just want to be able to switch like quickly and easily. Please, please, for the love of everything. I
1: know somebody in the comments is going to be like, but Rihanna, you know, you can do that with a third party. Yes, there is tools available to do that stuff, but there's not native tools within the game. There are stuff that you can do with third party apps and things like that for loadouts, but I'm with you that there needs to be. But I feel like you need to get your... Vault situation in check okay. before
0: you start complaining. You don't about need to bring out. that up,
1: Miss. I'm sorry. How many edge transits did you have? But in your
0: all vault again? five are, are different, and <laughs> with each one is unique. And they took the time to make all of these mm-hmm. <laughs> these throwaways mm-hmm. special. So I need to keep them forever, and that's why mm-hmm. I have 486 things in my vault. Yes. By the way, Brittany, the max you can hold is 500 We're going to worry about so that in the future. She's really towing that. Wow.
2: <laughs> wow, girl. Every time a hole gives <laughs> oh, me an edge goodness. transit,
0: I think it's worthwhile, okay?
2: <laughs> When's the
1: last time you actually used an edge transit in a mission? Oh 2019. Oh. Girl, no. Get rid of them. Delete them. I'm How magnetic. dare you? And Andrea, why'd you call her out
2: like that?
0: Oh my God. Because it needed to Ouch. be, done. It needed let to be her, done. She just
2: wants to click all of her edge transits. I don't even understand how. Let, let a girl live her best life.
0: <laughs> yeah, let me and my edge transits edge live our transit best life. You have your own grenade, trash panda tendencies. Like, I don't bother you about it, okay? <laughs> I'm fully transparent
1: about my trash panda tendencies, especially in Destiny. It is no secret. Anyone who ever watched me stream literally any game knows the moment I open my inventory, <laughs> it's donezo. Spelt wrong Brit, teases me about it literally every time, but it's not unwarranted because I have a problem. Okay. All right? Oh, wow. I get
2: it. Re, I support your uh, edge transits. Isn't transit. that the first problem. step? Right, but I would you. say, if you have any weak ass edge transits, just get rid of
0: that shit. They're all weak. That's the problem. <laughs> Oh,
2: okay, see, okay, well, now I'm losing empathy and sympathy for you, sweetheart, because why, why would you need weak-ass edge transits,
0: you know? You know, even the weakest of guns deserve our love and respect. You edge transit apologist,
2: I see what's going on here. Wow. (laughs)
1: Okay, I'm shutting down this edge. Can we get a shirt that says "Edge transit
0: and give it to Ree? Oh my god, I would absolutely <laughs> wear that if. Okay, seriously, everybody out there, if you could point me in the direction of one of those shirts, I would absolutely purchase it and wear it.
2: <laughs> Someone design it. We'll commission Please. it, and it'll be great. And then I'll wear one too for you, Ray, to support your habit. Maybe just wait for me. Your you. habit. Mm, yeah. See, that's
1: a, that's a an true ally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I think what we're trying to say is we missed it. We missed the camaraderie of our friends in the What's Good Guardians. We missed the fun times that we have together in these shared world spaces. And the fact that the game is cross play and cross progression and they've added so many quality of life things. I mean, now is a great time to get back if you've been away. Obviously, the new cool cyberpunk world, Lightfall, is coming next year. And the game, you know, just is a ton of fun. It's just So much fun. I wish I had more time Mm -hmm. to play stuff like raids and things like that. But I am trying to manage my gaming balance between Destiny and other things that are clearly infringing on that. Like Fortnite. (sighs) I never thought that I'd be playing Fortnite like this. But dang. Yes. Why? Why did this, this happen me to me? So oh yes, Rihanna. It's it's you. It's you and Joey <laughs> always being like, you, you you jumping on a Fortnite. <laughs> it's always a good time. We'll give a little. We'll give a partial blame to Danny, but mostly to you and Joey. But yeah, it's fun, and you guys got Brittany to play, which was
2: even I did more fun. blasted bitches. It was great. Thanks, Rhi. You were you were, you were good at we it. To play. Thanks. You know, I, I lived. I think I'm gonna retire from Fortnite, but the fact that I can say I went out as Goku. Which I paid for with credits from Andrew's account. Thank you, baby girl. And I blasted some people with a Kamama <laughs> blast. I feel like that's a good way to retire for now. Unless some other shit comes to him. Wait, didn't you buy Vegeta? Nah. Oh, did I get Vegeta? I You got Vegeta. You're right, I did. You're right. no, no I Goku. did get Vegeta because I thought Vegeta would look sillier. Look at me knowing also, the difference. Also, I'm really proud of you for saying it right. Last time you called him Vegeta. Vegeta, I Vegeta. know. That's what,
1: That's why I made a mental You're note so to good. say it right this time.
2: Oh my god! Look at you. I'm trying. I'm trying. But
1: enough about Destiny and Fortnite, which has crossovers with uh, with <laughs> each other. Works, oh, hilariously enough, Brittany, you decided to play a game, <laughs> a spooky game. But before we talk about that, you also. We're at PAX First off Congratulations on an amazing job Interviewing Xbox's Matt Booty For Storytime You crushed it on the big stage As if you weren't going to Did you have fun when you were I, at the show? I did,
2: yeah, yeah So it was kind of wild Because I haven't been to any game event Since 2020, PAX East And I guess you don't quite realize how you settle into your little comfort zone until it was like, okay, hey, by the way, you're going to PAX and you're going to... Be around a whole bunch of people and you're going to host the keynote and you're going to play games. You're going to interview developers. And I had so much fun, but it definitely there was a shift in me that needed to happen because, you know, I've been wearing pajama pants for two and a half years. Like I haven't put on big girl clothes in a long ass time (laughs) and, you know, to tap into. And I'll never forget before the pandemic happened, Andrea and I had one of the busiest months planned ahead of us. I don't even remember what mm-hmm. it was going to be. I just remember it was like, I was in a... It was like
1: four or five like different yeah. preview events. And then we had Dice mm-hmm. and... We had the the Patreon shoot here in LA. Oh, it was going to be wild. Yeah, it was a lot.
2: So, you know, when you're in that mode, you know, you're kind of settled in, but you get out of that mode after two and a half years of not being in that mode. So it was definitely, it was so much fun, but it was kind of interesting to be like, oh yeah, this is, this used to be my normal life way back in the day and so it it was kind of fun to to kind of get back into that even if it was only for a few days so i was at pax thursday for rehearsals for the keynote and then friday i saw a couple things and then i went home saturday morning and that was my entire pax event and oh man my ass was kicked i was so tired When i got maybe it was the hung hangover i had from doing too many whiskey shots with steven machuga from stack up that could have been it Aww, Machuga. Oh, I, mean, I got to see Steve Machuga, Khalif Adams, Janet Garcia, Mary Kish. I mean, just some of my favorite people in this industry and just have actual quality one-on-one time with these people. Mm. And that has always been the best part of PAX. Like, don't get me wrong, professional and career-wise, hosting the keynote was like a top-tier moment. But it's just the people of the industry that I've, I've really missed. And just having those those chats and those that one-on-one time was just really special. So... That, obviously... Oh, you mean this moment? This oh, yeah, moment, the, this moment that in the moment keynote? from the keynote. It was really fun. Look at you up there. I, Matt is such a great guy, and I'm really happy because he has so many fun stories, and he has such a fun personality. I'm happy I was able to do that with him because I try to, you know, ask about Fable and ask about some, some other things that, you know that you know, maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. I appreciate you
1: trying to sneak in some stuff underneath the I Xbox mean I right tried.
2: I, you know, and there were a few articles written about Fable. So Xbox, you can pay me my commission now because I've gotten you some eyeballs. <laughs> You know, I get I get a commission based on that contract. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just making all that up. But yeah, no, it was it was a wonderful, <laughs> lovely time. It was such an honor, and I had yeah, it was just so good. Oh, that 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 part of it was incredibly fun. And then, like I said, there's the personal aspect of actually seeing the people that you love in the industry. And then um, actually going on the show floor was quite a trip. It was very empty. We did go with, so I ran into Mary outside of the show floor on Friday and she was there with Simone, her a uh, lovely little, little bulldoggy friend, Frenchy bulldoggy friend. And we were able to get him onto the show floor. And so we just walked through the show with him and he was, everyone loved him. Everyone who saw him wanted to stop and pet him and, PAX needs dogs walking around going forward. I think it provides people a lot of comfort and just a lot of, you know, feel good feelings. So that was so fun. And it was nice just to be able to walk around and see what was being shown. The only stuff I actually got to see, I only actually played two games when I was there from Skybound. And the one I did play is called WrestleQuest. Yeah. We oh,
1: yeah. WrestleQuest. Yeah, oh, so we first debuted that. At the idea at Xbox showcase a while back, and it's a really interesting take on a wrestling RPG with where the wrestling isn't the focus yeah. it's the RPG. And what's elements. so
2: great about it is, I'm sure y'all remember Golf Story. Right? I've never really been mm-hmm. a fan of golf games, but it, when you kind of merged golf with like those mechanics, I was this game is great and I loved it. So same sort of thing with this so <laughs> WrestleQuest like Andrew was saying was debuted a little bit ago and it's supposed to be coming out this year but here's a little like blurb about it which I think is so fun pro wrestling and RPG fantasy collide in the ultimate pixel powdered adve- powdered geez louise powered adventure Macho Man Randy Savage and tons of other icons Booker T Jeff Jarrett Diamond Dallas Page like all the wrestlers from when I used to watch it which was such a fun throwback offer guidance as you powerbomb your way to glory through the ring so it's coming to PS4 PS5 Xbox Switch and PC Developed in Make-A-Cat Studios And you started out as this newbie wrestler Named Randy Muchacho Man Santos With hopes of becoming this legendary icon In the wrestling industry But the twist is that Randy doesn't know That wrestling is spoilers scripted he thinks it's all real. So that's really going to lend itself to the fun narrative throughout the game. And this game is going to be 40 to 50 hours long. It's not oh. right. It's not a short little 10-hour sprint. I was really surprised when I was told that. But I got to play it for, I'd say, maybe 35 minutes or so. But as I played, I, I thought this is a really well-thought-out, polished game with lots of moving pieces. So I could see this fitting that big of a a time sink, which is really cool, actually. And it has this fun retro 80s to 90s feel to it, and it's all pixely. It looks like something out of a Super Nintendo game, which, again, like I personally love. And you're going to meet a whole bunch of characters along the way. Well, it's an RPG, right? Of course. But what's cool about it is that they're not always normal, air quote, characters. Sometimes they will be toys or there'll be plushies or action figures so it kind of has this childlike imagination behind it, which is, it's just really fun and really cute to be in. It has, yeah, here we go, side missions, equipment, shops, crafting, treasure chests, minigames. And some of the minigames are pile driving, racing, kaiju gauntlets, pachinko. Like, it's just, there's so much going on. I was really surprised by all the content that was in here. But what's really fun, too, is the combat. So the combat is, is turn-based, as, you know, you would expect from an old-school RPG. But you have your standard attacks, and then you have these special moves that are actually called gimmicks. And some of the names are South of the Border Stunner, like the Cold Stone Center, Burrito Body Slam, Lunchbox Jimmy, where you smack someone with a taco. Which I think is just kind of like a fun... I mean, I've never slapped <laughs> someone with a taco before, but, you know... How does one exactly slap someone so with what, a taco? So, it, it was in a tag team match. So, essentially, Andrea, what would happen is I would toss Rhea a taco, and she would smack it with, like, a, an object, maybe a bat mm-hmm. or something, and she it would hit you in the face. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Give me this. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Ready to I toss the taco, okay. she smacks mm-hmm. it, and then it smacks you in the face, and now you've been burrito body yeah. sli- or, you know, <laughs> it,
0: it's... <laughs>
2: In my
1: mind, we're gonna animate something on all these shots. I think we (laughs) need to quit. What's good and become a mocap studio. Ooh.
2: I I got lots of moves. I think that's where we're at. (laughs) That seems like a very
1: inexpensive career I mean, it'll be fine.
2: we will be rich. It'll be great. Uh, But anyway, yeah. So you have your gimmicks like that that would make it really fun. And then you have a hype meter on the bottom. And you have to make sure the hype meter is consistently full by performing a variety of different attacks. Otherwise, the crowd will get bored. And if you're successful, you get buffs. But if your enemy gets the hype meter going towards them then they'll get buffs and you'll get debuffed. You can taunt enemies during the combat with fun little wrestling moves and then there's a fun little gimmick where sometimes outside of combat folding tables will be blocking pathways you know like Pokemon it's a tree or sometimes it's a rock in other games but of course it's a folding table in this game and so what you do if you need to get through it is you have to slam a little Lego looking dude through it because that's what you do in wrestling is you throw people through tables. It's just I don't write the rules that's what happens and the writing and the dialogue is so well done, so well written, funny as hell, and really quirky. There's a real passion behind the game. And as you can see right now on YouTube, you're seeing all these iconic wrestlers, and they actually got the licensing, obviously, to include them in the game. And they're used as shrines in some instances. And just, I just got such a good, warm, and fuzzy feeling while playing this because it's a perfect merging of wrestling from when I remember it and these RPG mechanics. And yeah, like it's just, I think it's gonna be a real special one to keep your eye on. So definitely if any of this sounds interesting to you, just you have to just like keep an eye out for it. See, there's the taco fight. There's the taco slam. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then in order to actually defeat your enemies, you have to pin them. And so what happens is as you fight, your enemies become weaker and weaker and then you can actually get the option to pin them. And so it becomes this mini game where you have to line up this arrow on this moving green bar and you have to get three in a row within the 10-second period. So, you know, again, fun little, like, integration of wrestling into RPG mechanics. So, yeah, like, that was one of the the more fun things that I actually got to play. I also got to play a game called Undercover, which I'll talk a little bit more about next week. And I saw some fun games from Curve as well. One of them I'm actually... I got to see... A, it, so it's called For the King 2, and it's a sequel for a game called For the King. And I was so impressed with what the sequel looked like that I started playing the original with Jason on Xbox, and we're so addicted to it. I'll talk more about it next week after I've had more time with it, but essentially it's this roguelite tabletop experience manifested onto a console. And it's so fun to play with someone else. So if that sounds like something interesting, I won't lie. I've seen the videos for this game for a while now, but I was turned off because I didn't know what I was looking at. And then once I actually met the team and learned what the game was, I was like, I've seen the original. I'm going to go back and play it. And I'm so glad I did. So congratulations. You got me. You got me. I played. I saw your game and then I bought it. Because I wanted to support you guys. That's how it works. Yeah, Boom no, it was fun, though. That's how it happens. It was happens. really great. And I'm hoping, you know, things continue to go as well as they can. So hopefully when PAX East rolls around, we can go have a presence there. And, you know, I'm going to say right now, though, fuck if I can do four days of that. Ain't no way. Man, oh, man. I don't have the stamina I used to have.
0: Mm. You just need backup. <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we
1: need backup. And I had major FOMO obviously I texted you this several times Mm -hmm. and I you know have a lot of travel and stuff coming up over the next couple of months and we when we made plans around PAX West but nobody committed to PAX West when I say nobody I I mean our video game developer PR and marketing contacts who usually reach out to us to talk about hey this is what we're going to be showing at PAX. We didn't really have any details on that until just a few weeks before PAX. And then it was like too late to make a plan. And so yeah. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going. And then, boom, everyone's like, I guess we're taking our Gamescom stuff to PAX. PAX yeah. is happening. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not prepared for this. I have a, a one-year-old at home. I can't just like <laughs> flip around everything. Yeah. But I really am looking forward to bringing back our What's Good Games meetups in 2023. I really, really miss seeing you guys in person and miss having those conversations about games and having memories. I look back on our PAX East 2020 video and our meetup and how fun that was and how amazing it was to see people. And I want that to happen. So I'm manifesting it. I'm putting it out (laughs) into the universe. For 2023, but it's going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. So. It,
2: It felt so good. And I left, like I said, Saturday morning. But the line to get, you know, your badge was out the Sheraton, down the block, all the way to the convention center. And from the photos I saw, I mean, it looked pretty packed. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, masks were required and you had to get a uh, negative COVID test or show your COVID vaccination record to get. And you got these like tight ass wristbands on (laughs) here. Same thing at
1: Comic-Con. We had to go get a separate COVID Mm -hmm. wristband before you could even pick up your credentials. So they wouldn't even let you in to pick up your Comic-Con badge until you got your COVID protocol with vaccine and test cleared. Did they make them in the same spot? No, of course not Oh, Pax at least had it know.
2: in the same area, like same general location, which is really That's great. good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just an honor to do the, the keynote. It was just a blast to see people just reconnect with folks and just have, like you said, Andrea, some of those conversations and get to talk about video games and be around that energy was really refreshing. And, you know, shout out to my husband who was on single dad duty for almost three days. Crushed it. God bless Crushed you, Jason, it. for doing the Lord's yeah. work. Hanging out, just the bros at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Him, Reb, and the baby, man. They uh, they hung out. Watched some preseason. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: Nice. You'd love to hear You'd love to hear it. Well, do you want to save your spooky game turns oh, yeah. for next week? I you mean, I'm playing Dead Space
2: now. because I'm a monster and I like pain. I'm just replaying it. That's all I have to <laughs> say about it. That's it. Well, I mean, Callista Protocol is coming yeah, out later this year. Yeah, we have the Dead year, Space so. remake coming out next year. So, you know, I figured this is a good time. Just played The Last of Us Part 1. I'm in an emotional turmoil. May as well add fuel to the fire and play Dead Space. What could go wrong? Yeah, man. Cycle. Oh, amazing.
1: Well... I just want to end the podcast, which I'm manifesting also an appearance by one Khalif Adams, since you name dropped him, Brittany. Because when Rihanna Manuel was confirmed as coming back for the Ooh. Sponies two official co hey, Yes, major thank props. You, thank you. And I didn't mean to bury this at the end of the episode. We will give you props at the top of the next episode. When she mentioned Khalif, and I was like, oh my gosh, Khalif has been doing all this press about the Sponies. Oh my gosh,
0: I didn't mention that Rihanna is back as co-host for the Sponies. We should talk about the Sponies. Yes, oh, I'm very excited to be back working with Khalif, obviously the homie. And What's really exciting about the Spawnnies this year is that audience voting is being implemented. So if you follow uh, at spot on Me, you will get notifications whenever you're able to vote on the nominees in a eventually the winners. So lots of lots of audience participation this year. We're very excited.
2: I've been spamming him with the nominations. (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
0: That's good. That's good. (gasps) It's It's a show for the people. So vote as much as you
1: like. I think that that's awesome that He decided to bring in that audience element. I think also it helps Mm -hmm. expand what people are seeing because, you know, I know we all know we only have so much time. We can't see literally everything. And so often our audience here at What's Good Games is like, hey, check out this thing, check out this project, this developer, whoever, that we haven't gotten the time to research. And there's so many gems out there that just don't get the light of day. So I think it's awesome. But we're definitely going to get our pal on the show to talk about it with you of course and did he confirm a date not
0: yet but you can expect it tbd soon
2: <laughs> soon,
0: <laughs> <TM>. soon imminently <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> TBD well we're super proud and excited Thank for you. you and if y'all aren't following our friend at Spawn on Me on Twitter of course run by one at mm-hmm. Khalif Adams who's been a friend of the show for a while we are happy to support y'all and everything that you're doing over Yay. at the Spawnies
0: no it's gonna be a great show I'm excited
1: wonderful well I'm excited to get back to St. <laughs> <Desi. laughs> yeah I was gonna say are we playing tonight because
0: we definitely missed the raid group last night
1: I mean, yes, that's the plan. <laughs> I mean, I definitely have to edit the show at some point, you know, because husband's going to D23 for that thing. Oh, that yeah, we do yeah, take, yeah. take a shot. Anyway. <sighs> take,
0: a take a shot, shot everybody.
1: everybody. Disney Games is having some announcements. All right. Thank you for making to the very end of the show. If you're listening to the very end of the show, I would like to know Ooh. who you are like you oh. to tweet to us tweet to what's good underscore games or tweet to me at andrea renee and be like i heard you andrea at the very end of the episode asking me to tweet to you i want to see you and <laughs> know because analytics tell us that not many of you make it to no, the most of y'all drop episode. off after the news segment what the heck hey
2: hey, hey. Hey, we have hey. good conversation. We get
1: people are busy and the show is long, but we want to know yeah. who the diehards are. Let us know. Show yourself, diehard, <laughs> what's good games <laughs> listeners. And have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you guys next week.
2: Bye.